1: Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 tells us through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Is compassions fail now. The compassions of God. Remember this is not just compassion. It's the compassions of God. The compassions of God fail not. The love of God never fails. The scriptures say love never fails. Love never fails. That means compassions never fail. The compassion of God never fails. Amen. The compassion of God never fails. The compassion of God always wins. The compassion of God wins over compulsion. Wins over oppression. It wins over aggression. The love of God will win the battle. Amen. There is nothing stronger than love. There is nothing stronger than the love of God. The compassion of God is impactful and transformative. It changes life forever. Amen. His compassions fail not, the scripture says. His compassions fail not. His compassions are enduring, continuing, continuous, eternal, everlasting, forever. They keep on going. They keep on being renewed every morning. Hallelujah. His compassions fail not. They keep on, going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, continuing, continuing. God doesn't stop being compassionate. It doesn't stop being compassionate. We must not stop being compassionate. We must not, because of something, because of situation, because of whatever it is, because of what somebody did, because our compassion, our our act of compassion is not received, we must not stop being compassionate. We must keep on being compassionate to be like our Father. Amen. God's compassion. For his people. God's passion and compassion for his people. Will you say it again? God's passion and compassion for me. God's passion and compassion for me. God's passion and compassion for me. Amen. Now we're going to take another look. Another look. A fresh look. At that example of God's compassion. That King David showed someone. That ordinarily would have been killed. We're going to look at that again. A fresh look. At that example of God's passion. That King David showed someone. That ordinarily would have been killed. It's a very touching, moving story. Of human compassion. That is told in 2 Samuel 9, 1-13. But it is actually a story. Of our own experience of divine Compassion is a story of divine compassion. This story rises to a very great degree, even though it rises to a very great degree, and it's really wonderful and powerful. You know, the story there, very impactful and transformative in the life of the one that it happened to, but it still doesn't reach to that level of what Jesus did for us. But may the Lord open our eyes to see this example and learn from it and rejoice in God's compassion, in God's kindness for us. Amen. Now, a background to the story. A background to the story in 2 uh, Samuel 9, 1 to 13. Uh, we know that David's life was a life of toil, of toiling and tumult. Um, because Saul uh, made it so. Uh, the house of Saul the house of Saul and King Saul himself were after David, the young David, before he became, before he actually became the king, when he was anointed king, and everybody knew that he was anointed king, but the reigning king, the reigning house would not let off, would not let go of their power, of their authority. King Saul wanted to, Kill David, the young David, very much so. He wanted to kill him so badly. He sent everybody after him. Everybody everywhere was looking for him. The house of Saul was after David. And David was running everywhere. Was running all over the country, even went outside of the country. Was hiding everywhere. Couldn't stay in the city. Was hiding in caves. Was hiding in the bush everywhere. Not for one year, not for two years, not for three years, not for four years, not for ten years, not even for twelve years, more than twelve years. For a dozen years and above, he was, I mean, running all over the place because his life was in danger. King Saul was after him. Can you imagine going through that for several years? And everybody knew. (laughs) Um, That seems like, you know, a tale. But really, even in this present time, it happens in many countries that some people because of their belief and of their stance against a corrupt government, the government is after them. The president or head of state is after them. And everybody in his cabinet is after them. And they are hiding, they even, you no know, take refuge in other countries because a reigning or a ruling government is after them. So, this is not new. It happens. So, the reigning house, the house of Saul, was after the new king. And this, this one is even more confrontational than anything else. Now, David was anointed king and everybody knew that. But the reigning king or the reigning you know, um, house won't let go and wanted to kill the new king Now Saul is dead. Saul is dead. Uh, Many of his family also dead. His supporters, many of them dead. And David had gained control of the land. And it seemed everything was fine. And uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, the scripture says, Now David said, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul? that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Zeba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Zeba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul, to whom I may show the kindness of God? Amen. So the word of the king went out, I want to show kindness. Is there anybody of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? It's like, everybody hearing this will be like, really? Is that for true? That's a trick. No, no way. Oh, <laughs> nobody would like to tell anything. Nobody would like to say anything. Because like, that can be true. The king will be kind to somebody of the house of Saul. When they all knew what the house of Saul did to his own house, to him. Now, nobody will believe that. But eventually, they brought this man, Zeba, before the king. Again, look at it. Now, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And verse 3 says, Is there not still? It's like, There must be somebody. I'm looking. There must be somebody. This must have been in the heart of. King David, for some time, but he had not been able to do it. He had not been able to do what was in his heart. Now, he had a chance to do it. He had a time to do it. The time was set for him to do it. And he said, is there still someone, is there not still someone of the house of Saul, to whom I may show the kindness of God, the kindness of God. Not the kindness of man, but the kindness of God. May you see, know, experience the kindness of God. May the kindness of God be shown to you much more than the kindness of man. Amen. The kindness of God. May you see, know, experience, receive the kindness of God. And we can also give the kindness of God. Not only that we receive the kindness of God, if King David could give The kindness of God. We can give the kindness of God. And King David was actually looking. Actively looking. Sending out messengers to look. To show kindness to somebody that did not deserve anything like that. The kindness of God. The compassion. The love. The forgiveness. The mercy of God. That's what David wanted to show to somebody of the house of his enemies. He wanted to show The kindness of God. He wanted to show the compassion. The love of God. The forgiveness of God. The mercy of God. Because indeed this family had hurt him. This family had done wickedly to him. But he wanted to show somebody in this family. The love of God. The kindness of God. The mercy of God. The forgiveness of God. May we be like this. In the name of Jesus. Amen. David is showing this kindness. Not because of life of his friend jonathan but because of his heart that is after god remember this you know the lord describes david himself as a man after his heart a man after his heart if you are after the heart of god you will have the heart of god did you hear that if you are after the heart of god If you seek the heart of God, if you pursue the heart of God, if you reach out to the heart of God, if you desire the heart of God, if you pursue the heart of God, you will have the heart of God. David was after, was passionate about God, was passionate about God, and so he got the heart of God. David himself had experienced God's compassion now he showing it to somebody who ordinarily would have been cured. But compassion is not something that you deserve. It's not something that you merit. It's not something that you earn. And it's not something that is for some people. It is for all people. God's compassion does not know language, does not know nationality, does not know religion, does not know ethnicity, does not know race, does not know nationality, does not know color.